Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Debbie Eberly. Get ready to be empowered through the understanding of God's Word. Come with me this morning. Let's start from Ephesians chapter 1. Praise God. We're going to speed it up. So just go with me quick because there's a lot we can say, so we don't have a lot of time. Ephesians chapter 1. We'll start reading from verse, well, everybody knows this scripture, so let's, let's start reading from verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, word? You know, Paul, by the Spirit, was, asked, uh, was praying that the eyes of our understanding shall be enlightened, that we may know. And one of the things that we ought to know is the exceeding greatness of his power that is in our direction who believe. Amen. According to the working of his mighty power, in verse 20, it talks about, it gives more details of this power. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Pastor Jay covered this last Sunday, but look at where that heavenly places is in verse 21. Far above all principalities and power and might and dominion, And every name that is named, not only in this world or in this age, but also in that which is to come. Take a note of a couple of things. He listed all the principality, the power, the might, the dominion, and their name. Over every name. Amen. Keep a hold of that. Now let's scroll down to 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 chapter 2, verse 6. And had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So when we're reading in chapter 1 and verse 21 or 20 and 21 where it says that, that, that God raised Jesus far above all principality and power and dominion and might and over every name. We, we, we were with him. He raised us all together. You see, until we come to great understanding of these two verses, reigning and exercising our authority over sickness and disease will not be, will be lighthearted about it. Amen? But when we understand that he raised us together, we were raised together, seated in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and over every name. If you look at the list of all the sicknesses and diseases, they have names. And the Bible says that we were raised above it, far above. In my translation, I always like to think that far above is at least 500 miles above it. (laughs) Amen. So God raised us up together in Christ. Amen. When did he do this? When he raised them from the dead. Let's go now to Mark chapter 16. Praise God. You're awake, right? Praise God. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 16. We'll look at the command that Jesus gave to us. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. 
And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. We have to realize, first of all, that Jesus wasn't talking to bound people here. He wasn't talking to powerless people. This, is, this was after he was raised from the dead. Right? And we were raised with him. So he's talking to us as people that are no longer bound by sickness and disease. He's talking to us as people who are, who are in dominion over sickness and disease. That's why, you're able to, that's why he's able to say, you go. Amen? That's why he's able to say, go into all the world. Announce the gospel. A preacher was preaching about this recently. Boy, that stirred me up, praise God. Because years ago, I used to, I heard an, uh, an old minister say, the power is in the announcement. And that stuck with me. Praise God, we thank God for them. Amen. So he's telling us to go now to all the world and preach the gospel. What is the gospel? You remember Jesus talks about, you know, told us what the gospel is. In, um, in Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So that's the gospel. The gospel is good news. What's good news to a sick person? Health. You don't have to be sick no more. What's good news to a poor person? You don't have to be poor no more. Amen? Who's, what is good news to somebody that's so depressed? You don't have to be. You're, you've been raised up. Amen? So our assignment as believers is to go and spread that good news. Demonstrate it. But the devil has deceived many in the body of Christ into looking at themselves as the ones that are needing healing. As the ones that are needing healing. And because we're constantly looking at ourselves, checking our bodies to see when we're whole, we're not able to be the blessing that we're designed to be or commanded to be. Amen? You see, if you look at this scripture in Mark 16, Jesus wasn't saying, well... After you received your own healing, now go forth and show others. He's talking to us as people that had already been redeemed. Amen. When was that redemption done? When we were raised together. When we were raised, we were raised a brand new person, brand new creation in Christ Jesus. What's that new creation? That new creation is far above all principalities and power and dominion and might. God raised you up. When you were born again, you became a champion. Amen. Automatically a champion. No longer struggling with the issues of the past. No longer struggling for healing. No. When you were born again, the Bible said you became a dominator. Hallelujah. You see, that's why the Bible told us in 1 Peter 2.24. It says, by his stripes ye were healed. After Jesus was raised from the dead, he was no longer getting the stripes put on him. The stripes were put on him before he was raised from the dead. Amen. So when he was raised from the dead, you're no longer considered the sick. You're no longer considered the diseased. You're considered the healed and the whole. That's why you're able to take the good news and say, look here. 
what he did for me, he can do for you. For he's not a respecter of persons. But we're constantly looking, well, but, but these symptoms are still there, this, this, this still there. See, everything with God has to be done by faith. You take up your authority by faith. The only reason, the only reason the believers are not walking in this dominion is because of not trusting in that word. Lack of faith. That's all it is. It's not because the devil is big. It's not because the sickness is rare. It's not because the disease is rare. It's simply because of not exercising faith on what God said. Amen? The Bible told us what God told the Israelites. He said to them, this is your land. This belongs to you. Okay? All of these are yours. Just like he is dealing, we're told that Egypt was a type of the uh, world, you know, we've been redeemed out of the darkness. Amen? So what God told the Israelites was that this land is yours. You can have it. It belongs to you. Go possess it. He wasn't talking to them as they're going to go in there and try to do something. He's telling them that he's given it to them. But he told us in Hebrews, he said, but they didn't possess the land. Not because the giants were there. Not because there were no other way to get into it. The only reason the scripture told us was because of unbelief. That's it. Because of unbelief. What's unbelief? They didn't esteem what God said as the final authority. They didn't esteem that what God said he really meant. Just like, you know, the body of Christ today. The, the Bible said that we've been redeemed from sickness and disease. We've been healed by the stripes of Jesus. So if we fail to apply our faith to that, we'll be just like the Israelites who fail to esteem what God said. There's not going to be any other power come outside of God's word. That's it. You mean to tell me I can't feel my way through healing? Absolutely not. The only way to it is through, is through the word of God. Amen. Remember in Hebrews 4, it talks about, for the word of God is quick and powerful. Amen. Everything comes by the word. So this authority that we're talking about comes from the word. You need to see yourself as the healed. If you look out there in the world, people that are wealthy, that are giving advices to the, you know, people that are broke, are not considering themselves broke. They're considering themselves well, well watered, you know. <laughs> They're very fluid. They're rich. Amen. So the way you become a blessing to others is to see yourself where God placed you. God placed you in a position of authority. You're not an ordinary Christian. Amen? And you have power over devils and demons. Is it, do you have the power because you pray a lot? Do you have the power because you fast a lot? No. The power is given to you. The power is given to you. The power is given to you. You got to believe it. 
You got to believe the fact that you have power over sickness and disease. Amen. Because you were raised up far above it. Anything you're raised up far above, you have dominion over it. Why is Pastor David, Debbie covering all of these subjects before so we can open our understanding to it? Be in faith about it. Receive it as so. And then we go and be a blessing. Amen. You remember 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's go there for a moment. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Just in case you thought the Bible commanded us to sit on, sit on the pews till we get healed. <laughs> you find out that it isn't so. The Bible didn't say sit on the pews till you get healed and then you go out from the pews and be a <laughs> No. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Look at this. Let's start reading from verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. And had given to us the ministry of reconciliation. What's that? To go and let the world know that they've been reconciled back to God. That they've been restored back to favor with God. But how would you do that if you're not convinced about it yourself? How would you do that if you're still thinking that, oh, maybe, you know, I'm not sure if I'm healed yet. How would you do that if you're still going, well, one of these days I'm going to receive my healing and then I'm going to do this. When the Bible already called you healed. When the Bible already pronounced you healed and whole. When the Bible already called you boundless. Amen. And here you are trying to get freedom. Pray for me that I'm going to get free. From what? Yourself. <laughs> Not the devil. <laughs> Amen. But the thing about it is that only you can free yourself from you. I don't have the key to you. You have the key to yourself. Amen. All right. So we see that in 2 Corinthians 5 that God trusted us with the ministry of reconciliation. What is that ministry of reconciliation? What are you doing about it? Basically going out to the world and sharing the good news. When, when you share the good news, the Bible says that the power of God comes on the scene to demonstrate what's in the good news. Amen? Well, don't you think that good news ought to flow some, through somebody that's good about it? <laughs> Amen? Praise God. So we see that part of our sharing the message of reconciliation is to tell the world the truth. John 10.10, 10, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Well, who comes to steal? Who comes to kill? Who comes to destroy? Guess who has authority over the devil? Amen. You do. You do. 
You have authority over the devil. Say, I have authority over demons and devils. They are under my feet. You see, if you don't have it, Jesus wouldn't send you. If you didn't have it, Jesus wouldn't have sent you. Have you ever read Luke ten nineteen? He said, look, look, behold, I give you power to tread upon scorpions and serpents and over all the power of the enemy. Okay, now, now we read in John 10, 10 that the devil comes to, that Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Have you ever seen anybody that sickness added anything to their life? Have you ever seen anybody that disease added anything to their life? If anything, it steals from them. It steals a mom from, 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 from the children. It steals a dad from the children. It steals vitality from people. It steals, it kills, and it destroys people's hope. Amen? So, we see then, if the sickness is doing all of this, and the Bible tells us in Luke 10, 19, that we have power over all the powers of the enemy. Over all of them. Over all of them. You see, the thing of it is, is that we look often at ourselves. Go, okay, when am I going to win? When I'm right, I'm going to dominate. When I'm right, you know, when I get everything set, when I get all my mind renewed, you, know, you don't have to get all of them renewed. Just operate the ones that's renewed right now. <laughs> Amen. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Somebody's got, no. Somebody said, I'm waiting for the fire to come. Why don't you go ahead and start the fire? Amen. The Bible, Jesus anointed us with the power to start fires everywhere we go. Amen. So say, I have authority over devils and demons. Look at, um, um, let's go to John. John 14. We're talking about healing, right? You see, God doesn't look at you as, as the sick. God doesn't look at you at the, as the diseased. He, he, because heaven has it recorded that you've been redeemed. Amen? Heaven has it recorded that according to the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, you've been redeemed from sickness and disease. Guess what? Your s- symptoms does not change that record. The symptoms you're feeling on your body does not change the record that God has of you as the healed. God is still expecting you to walk around and raise the dead. God is still expecting you to walk around, lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Well, but I got a headache, but I got this. It doesn't change that reality. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Look at John here. John 14. Praise God. Jesus said in um, verse 12, John 14, verse 12. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, 
The works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my father. Who is he talking to? Who is he talking to? Do we have believers in here this morning? Amen. He that believeth. He that believeth in me. He didn't say he that is sick. He didn't say he that believed but is weak. He didn't say he that believed but is diseased a little bit. You see, God never sees you as the sick or the diseased. He only sees you as the believer. He that believeth. You see, God does not know you by the symptoms you have on your body. He never identifies you with darkness. You see, sickness and disease are of the devil. God will never identify his children by the marks of the enemy. Amen. You remember in Romans chapter 8, it talks about if anyone had not the spirit of God, they are none of his. That's the only thing that God identifies you with. Do you have the presence of the spirit of God? Now, if you have this presence of the Spirit of God, it is that same Spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead. That Spirit that quickens, that makes alive. That's what He sees you by. Hallelujah. Praise God. So He doesn't see you as, okay, you got this symptom, you got this uh, kukumuga or whatever it is. You got, no. He sees you as champion. He sees you as champion. He doesn't look at you as the weak. Okay, well, they're, they're dealing with these symptoms now. No, because he knows he redeemed you from it. Heaven has the record that you're freed from it. And remember that whom the son set free is free indeed. Not going to be. Free forever. Amen. So Jesus said in that John 14, that the works that I do shall ye do also. What works did Jesus do? We talked about in Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with Holy Ghost and power. That same spirit with Holy Ghost and power. Who went about? Who went about? Who went about? That means everywhere he went. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. You see, sickness and disease are of the devil. Sickness and disease are of the devil. And you are raised up above it. Amen. You are in charge of where sickness and disease should be at any given time. At any given time. Regardless of what you feel, regardless of what the symptoms on your body might be, you are still in dominion. So we see in Acts 10, 38, that Jesus went about destroying, doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Why? For God was with him. Amen? Are you still here? You would also agree with me 
You remember, I believe it was in Luke, if you're still thinking that sickness and disease might be okay, that you're trying to get rid of it. If, so, if somebody came to your door with a box of rattlesnake and said, would you hold on to this for a little bit for me? Would you do that? You wouldn't say, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I know we can keep it really good. Let me hold it here while I call him. You know that would be the same thing as holding the sickness and say, oh, yeah, let me call a brother to stand with me in faith on this. Instead of saying, if you don't go out of here, I'm going to blow you up right now. <laughs> In fact, the devil doesn't listen to threats. That's what a lot of believers do. We threaten the enemy. If you don't do this, I'm going to get my faith going. I'm going to get my faith going. No, it doesn't move the devil. Threats doesn't move him. It is the action of the power that moves him. So quit saying, okay, I'm going to get it together. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my, I'm going to use my, I'm going to use my faith. The devil is saying, ha, 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 use your faith. You always tell me, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. You have authority. Use it. See, the devil knows a lot of Christians by the fact that they are called, I'm going to. I'm going to. He knows them by, I'm going to. He goes, oh, oh, that's an I'm gonna because they never shoot. They always say, I'm gonna. So he doesn't flinch at their threats. He stays there. But if you go out there and grab them by the ears and just kick them out, he knows you're serious. As long as you're considering your symptoms, as long as you're considering your feelings, that's the same thing as Threatening the enemy. You don't threaten the enemy. You reign over him. Amen. You reign over the enemy. These works that I do shall you do also. What works? What works? Going about. Healing the sick. Going about. In the name of Jesus. You see? In Mark 16. And here we're landing. Jesus said, I've given unto you the power. And that power is in my name. Go forth. Cast out devils, lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. It didn't say they might. They shall. It didn't say they might. It's, he said they shall. That's what gives us the boldness. When we step out and say, you walk out of here right now, you're going to be healed. Why? Because the word of God authorized us to say so. Amen. You have the backing of the word. You don't look to your emotions. You don't look to your feelings for it. You have authority. Amen. So you remember, I believe it was in Luke. Huh. I believe it was in Luke where Jesus was ministering. It was on, uh, I believe it was on a Sabbath day. And, they, and this woman was bowed over, okay, was bowed over and all these Pharisees and said, you see, you know, <laughs> were whining about you don't heal on the Sabbath. You don't, you see, 
God don't care about, you know, whether this, or this day is this day or that day. God wants you to walk in total freedom. But Jesus said, this was very interesting. Jesus said, art not this woman. Number one, being a daughter of Abraham. You see, all of this is based on our covenant. We have this authority because of the covenant. Pastor Debbie already covered this in the beginning. This came because of our covenant. So Jesus, number one, quoted the covenant. He said, this woman, ought not this woman, number one, being the daughter of Abraham. See, that's that covenant right. Number two, being bound over by who? Satan. Your covenant Number one, your authority over Satan. So Jesus said, Be, ought not this woman who is bound over by Satan, ought to be, ought, she ought to be free. She ought to be free. She ought to be free. Why? Because she's a daughter of Abraham. Abraham means God's covenant man. And if you be Christ, you are the seeds of Abraham. Ought not these people ought to be free? Ought not you to be free? Seeing that you are a child of Abraham. In other words, your covenant right demands that no, that nothing have dominion over you. Nothing. That's a right. A legal right. A legal right. Not a wishful right. A legal one. Signed and stamped by heaven. Your covenant right demands that nothing dominates you. But your covenant right also demands that you be in dominion. That's a right. That's a legal right to reign over sickness and disease. That's a legal right to cast out devils. You, as a believer, you have a legal right to cast out devils. You have it as a legal right to cast them out. It didn't even say talk them out. It said cast them out. In other words, get mad about it. Get mad about it. You see, when you have this understanding, it works for you. Then you're able to work it on other people. You have authority over the devil in your life. And in the lives of your family or your immediate uh, uh, relative. You have authority over the devil over there. You shouldn't allow him to come in. And mess things up. Amen. You have authority over them. Amen. You have authority. Address it. Amen. Don't wait for somebody else to address it. Address it. You have authority. Now, you don't have authority over other people's lives. Pastors have taught this here, so I'm not going to spend a lot of, a lot of time 
saying that this morning. But you don't have authority over other people's lives. Amen. You have authority over your life and the lives of your family. Don't go, well, you know, I'm going to come show a pastor about it. No, you take authority over it. If he's in your household, you have authority over it. Oh, wait till you get so mad about it. That's when it starts working for you. You get so fed up with putting up with the devil. That's when it starts working for you. Brother Higgin talked about, you know, how God showed him. He was praying that his brother was going to be in huge danger of losing his life. So I'm paraphrasing the story, but he went on and said, devil, I bind you over my brother. He took authority over it because he knew this authority. Just like you and I ought to know it. Amen? So he took authority over that. And his sister calls going, oh, you know, your brother, blah, 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 was in this and this. He's going to die, blah. And he said, no, he's not. I've taken care of it. I've taken care of it. Why? He uses authority. He uses authority. The same authority is available to you and I. Oh, there's nothing that just uh, irritates me like, you know, the devil messing things up. I had a cute story to tell you. One night, my my wife reminded me about this not too long ago. One night, I think mom was in so much pain. Uh, So she she calls me. And it's, you know, it's it's bedtime. And when you're talking bedtime, you know, I'm not talking 9 o'clock. I'm talking like uh, midnight, you know, past midnight a little bit. And I'm going, okay, what's the thing? I'm trying to sleep. And I got to preach the next morning. So I went up. I said, you devil in the name of Jesus. Come out of that body right now. Yeah. And it was gone. Just like my, my wife said that he, she could hear me from downstairs. That was it. That was it. it never showed up again. You see, if I'm in the house. He shouldn't be dwelling there. If you're in the house, the devil shouldn't be dwelling there. We can't coexist. No. Mm -mm. If I'm there, he had to go. Same way with you. Same way with sickness and disease. If you are there. You see, in ministering healing, when you go to people, the success of you Casting out the devil is really limited. You can't cast them out without them authorizing you. But you can bind them from operating. Amen? You can keep them from operating on anything that will affect you. If If somebody you know calls on you all the time because they say, you take authority over Why? Because it's going to affect your life. It's going to keep you from coming to church. It's going to keep you from fulfilling your assignment. So I said, no, you're not. No, you're not. You can't keep me from the things that I'm assigned to do. You take authority. We do the same thing in most areas. You don't allow the devil to change your schedule. You don't allow the devil to change your schedule. When my relative is going through this, they're going through that. Yeah, just keep speaking over it. 
No devil. You can, if, if they let you walk in their life, you go ahead. But if it's affecting me, I declare in the name of Jesus, you're not. And you, and you put boundaries in place. You put boundaries in place. So what are we to do with this authority? The Bible told us to go, go into all the world. Preach the gospel. Demonstrate it. Demonstrate it. Don't just talk about it. Demonstrate it. Amen. You remember Jesus said, we, we, we read that, that these works that I did shall you do also. What did he do? For this purpose was the Son of God made manifest that he may what? Destroy the works of the devil. Well, did you forget that as he is, so are we in this world. Amen. So our purpose is to go about destroying the works of the devil. How do you do it? By announcing the good news. How you do it? By declaring the anointing of God is on me. He's anointed me to preach the gospel. Amen. And when the devil barks, you just silence him. Amen. The devil is going to bark. Symptoms are going to come up on your body. But God's not talking to you from the point of view of somebody with symptoms. He's talking to you from the view of somebody with the authority. You have authority. You have authority. If you would like more information about Pastor Debbie Eberly's ministry, please visit us on the web at soffc.org or call us at 319-366-2147 or you can write to us at Spirit of Faith Family Church, Post Office Box 8355, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 52408. And remember, God loves you and you're equipped to live victoriously in every area of life.